Hey, uh, this is John Lim with Moving Forward. We've got a great episode today, and we've got a returning guest. So Jordan Goodman, he's been on the show two other times. He's actually, actually, Jordan, I think you're technically the only guest who's had two full episodes, and now you'll be the only guest, I think, who will have three full episodes. And uh, I'm not even going to introduce you because you've introduced yourself on those prior episodes. We'll have them linked in the write-up. But uh, you and I uh, have developed a friendship. We get together. Although it's been a while, we really need to rectify that uh, for lunch. And then uh, you know, we talk about a lot of things. We, talk, we do talk about some business stuff, but we've talked about a lot of other life stuff. And um, I think what was great is that we've been talking about you coming back on the show to give us an update to talk about what's been going on in your life. Because I was just looking at it. You were on episode 44, which was back in my first season. You were on episode 110. And this is going to be airing. We're recording it in August, but it's going to be airing in October. You're going to be on episode 192. So there's been like a good stretch between every time you've come on the show. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Uh, first, thanks for having me back. It's great to talk to you through the wonders of Skype audio. <laughs> we had a little bit of a what was a tech issue with the uh, the mic, and actually, you sound better without the mic, just using the earbuds, which is unusual. It usually doesn't work out that way, right? But uh, but here we are, uh, dude. Like one ninety something, you said one ninety two is the episode that you're on. Credit to you, man. Like. Doing podcasts are hard. <laughs> and, and, that's, and, and that's something I know that actually. Now. Yeah, I know you do, dude. Since we last spoke, you actually launched a podcast, which I'm a huge fan of, the Chocolate Croissants uh, uh, title, which I love. And uh, I, I was one of your early listeners, and uh, I, I love what you guys do with it. It's, it's, just, it's a different format. I really admire what you guys did with it. So, Maybe we should start with that. I mean, what was that experience like for you? Did you enjoy podcasting? Where are you guys kind of with it now? Yeah, I love it. Uh, it's, I think for me, been the most uh, direct and efficient way to connect with people at scale, at least with the the types of conversations and content that I'm interested in sharing. Um, uh, you know, if those listening now reference the the prior two episodes to get some background on what I do, I, I, I think my story fits perfectly with the title of Moving Forward just because it seems from episode to episode that's what I just do. I just like trying things that interest yeah. me. And podcasting has always been something that uh, was interesting to me, at least for a long time. Even back in 2011, I think it was, I oh, recorded wow. okay. a few episodes of what would have been called a, a Beatwell podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, for certain reasons, I, I didn't publish it, and the, the way I tried to edit it at the time was more of an NPR style, where it wasn't just raw and dirty like chocolate croissants tends to be, where we'll have conversations ranging from 45 to sometimes over three hours, or 45 wow. yeah. minutes to three hours. And I mean, a true, I mean, you are embracing the podcast format, which is just being very freeform with it. Yeah, and and it really started uh, out of natural conversations that I was having with my brother and my good friend Matt a couple years ago, and we we just realized that we would naturally come together and talk about things like self improvement and creative entrepreneurship, 
all three of us are musicians, but we all uh, have different uh, entrepreneurial endeavors and our own paths of health and wellness and and our own audiences. And we realized that our natural conversations uh, could potentially provide value to many people. And we uh, we thought Chaka Croissants was a, a cool name. And Chaka yeah, Croissants... Actually, I want you to share with, uh, with, with me and with our listeners, how did you come up with the name? I know you've told me in the past, but I would love it if you would share a little bit of that with the, uh, with the listeners. So, I mean, we, we, we kicked around a bunch of names that, that I, I guess were more descriptive of the type of content that we were hoping to talk about. And, and it just felt dry or cold or clinical. And for me, I wanted a, a show name or a brand that, that represented or communicated a, a good feeling. And, <laughs> and there's no better feeling than chocolate croissants. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> right. And, and, and for me, it was this idea of, of three friends coming together once a week. Uh, this, this idea of, it could be at a cafe over coffee and chocolate croissants. And, and in fact, Jordan, I have to tell you, that was the one thing when you guys, because I think you guys started doing video as well as audio. Mm-hmm. But when I listened to the first, because you sent out, I think, to a, a small group, a preview of your first episode, I imagined you guys were sitting at a cafe over chocolate croissants and coffee. And when I saw the video, you guys are actually sitting at a, at a, at a desk and it kind of, it was like, oh, right. We wow. fucking ruined it for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You didn't ruin it, but it's a credit to you guys that just with the pure audio form, you actually set the tone and really lived up to the name because I, that was what I pictured. I really pictured that you guys were sitting at cafes doing a podcast. That's really cool. And and the kicker was chocolatecroissants.com was available. That's crazy. I Isn't it? That's pro- that URL alone is probably worth a lot of money. So Right? So so it was a great investment uh with however this turns out, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. And um, actually I I want to set the tone here because this is going to be a very different episode of moving forward. So no music, no sound effects and in fact, I haven't even prepared any questions because I really wanted this to be just you and I talking. And my goal, because we talked about this a couple days ago, because uh, you know we we kind of spitballed back and forth what this would look like. Because you've been on the show twice already, and and we've done the formal interview, the kind of the getting to know you stuff. Your second uh, appearance was you, I, I loved how you shared that you were kind of resetting uh, a little bit, you know, overcoming some stuff you were going through. For this conversation, I really wanted to just be you and I talking, and so it will be a, a different episode. And uh, I, I should probably say at the outset that uh, Jordan, I want you to be yourself, which means you know there will be some cursing on this episode, so we will hit that explicit tag. But uh, this is something I've been looking forward to because I don't get to do freeform podcasts like this very often. So for me, this is kind of a kind of a neat thing. It's fun, right? I mean, that's what was interesting to me with with chaka croissants in that and just podcasts in general and there's there's no rules there's yeah. there's no gatekeeper really as far as uh, distribution there's uh no executive producer uh other than ourselves exactly. and honestly uh just listening to our audience and and we've connected with with thousands through a private facebook group uh they they gave us feedback. They give us feedback, and we had been able to iterate from episode to episode. Um, 
And to kind of give an update on where that is, we did it for just over a year. And for me, at the time of starting uh, the podcast and, and really for any content strategy, the, the one thing that I did, uh, that I, I was very strict about was that we had a new episode every single Monday morning. Yeah. And that was something that we could, we could promote and, and really gain trust, uh, from an audience, uh, so, so they can anticipate content at a, a specific time and day of the week. And we actually put it on hiatus a couple months ago and, and pretty much through uh, this summer uh, for a variety of reasons, as, as we'll get into uh, on top of that and still playing in a band and still being a, uh, a, a drumming psychotherapist, if you will. Uh, I, I got like a fucking job, like a, a, wow. a full time job. Wait, wait. So wait, this is outside of Beatwell? Yeah, yeah, outside of Beatwell. Okay, so um, so you've got to update me because I don't think I know about this. So and yeah, yeah, I mean, just to kind of give everyone the the short version. I mean, you are a, you do a lot with music and therapy. And again, we have both of the prior episodes linked, which will go more into your stuff with Beatwell. But so t- tell me about this new job that you have. Come on, man, you know my job. Oh, that job. You know, you know what? I actually for a second thought you were talking about another job oh dude i'd be out of my out of my mind (laughs) because yeah yeah sometimes i can't keep up okay so the other job okay yes that one i do know about but i think you should share that rather than me right so i i think it's uh, it's funny in that if you listen to the second uh time i was on this podcast uh i started just talking about wrestling pro wrestling yes in fact, uh, and you and I have talked about pro wrestling uh, over – I think every time we get together for lunch, it comes up in conversation. Yeah, totally. And really, it, it, I think the first time you and I got lunch uh, a few years ago, it came up at the very end of the conversation. Yeah. And it surprised me. And then – I mean, dude, I was – like all about it at that point. I was like, fuck, we should I didn't have know. lunch again. I, I didn't know that that was, I, and it's so funny because you, it's not something that comes up every day in conversation for me. Uh, but yeah, I, I grew up as a teenager and through college, I grew up watching back when it was WWF and now it's WWE. I watched WCW. I remember the Monday Night Wars. I mean, to me, that was some of the most exciting time in what they call uh, sports entertainment television. Absolutely. And, and funny you say that because right now, uh, we are living through I – mean, people often say pro wrestling is a cyclical business and yeah. the, the time period you're talking about was really 20 years ago. Yeah. And uh, we are living through something very similar uh, but within the context of, of uh, a social media and, and streaming age. And uh, it is happening now. It is alive and it's well. And I've, I've put myself right in the middle of that. Yeah, Somehow. so share with the uh, with the audience what it is you do now, or among yeah. the other things that you already do. Sure. So, so uh, you know, most people are familiar with with WWE, uh, and I mean that's really the like the Walt Disney or the Walmart yeah. of yeah. of the genre. Uh, there are many other promotions all across the world, but really the number two promotion on this side of the world is a company called Ring of Honor that's been around for 16 years now. 
And for the past 11 months, uh, really anything related to branding and, and marketing and now even creative direction with uh, graphics and, and animations and things like that, that uh, those are my responsibilities. Wow. wow. I, and how has that been? I mean, how, well, how, how can you share a little bit about how this came about and how the experience has been so far? Sure. So uh, I've followed the business of pro wrestling uh, just as much, if not more than I followed the, uh, you know, the TV product or the entertainment aspect of, right. of the genre, uh, the same way that I've always paid attention to, to music business and, and, and things like that. And, uh, ring of honor relocated to the Baltimore area in 2011. And I was very much aware of, uh, many of the key players in in their business, and even for the first year, almost every TV taping was in Baltimore, and I went as a fan. Mm. And uh, their their COO, uh, a wonderful uh, man named Joe Koff, I by chance saw him boarding a flight that I was about to get on. Uh, this was a couple years ago now, and I honestly, I, I was almost, uh, I was deciding to perhaps not get on that flight because I was really sick. Oh, uh, I felt gosh. nauseous and, and, and I see him in line and I'm like, fuck, like I have to do this. <laughs> oh, man, it's one of those things where it's like, if it weren't for seeing him, you would have stayed home. I'm guessing. Of course. Yeah. Of course. And, and I've never told him this. I mean, I was, I felt ill the, the entire two and a half hours oh, on sounds, flight sitting next torturous. to him. <laughs> Uh, probably, it was probably you're you're sick from being physically sick, but then at the same time, like you're sitting next to someone you you admire running a company that you've been following, you don't want to throw up on the guy either. Of course, <laughs> and 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 I knew, I, I understood the the synchronicity and the and the opportunity of of that moment, and essentially, I got on the plane, I introduced myself, uh, and then I asked if I could sit next to him, and. For the next two well, and a half hours, a Southwest flight or something. It, it like, was oh, a Southwest flight. Ah. <laughs> yep. Shout out to the Southwest yeah. people for yeah, setting they, that up. They don't endorse us, although they should, because this is a really good. I mean, this story alone, I think, is a really good, you know, <laughs> promotional for that. Right. I could like. probably get in their magazine. Yeah, Seriously, actually, that is a great story. I, I'm surprised you haven't uh, you haven't told Southwest yet because that's yeah, that's definitely something that I think would be great for their company. Anyway, we're getting off track. So you're on the flight. You ask if you could. So how did were you nervous asking uh, this gentleman if you could sit next to him? Not really, because I probably because you were sick already. So it's kind of like I have nothing left to lose. Part of it's that, but I, I think more so I've seen him interact at, at shows. He's uh, very much a, a social person and yeah. Yeah. And, and communicates to his audience uh, that he wants people to come up. And, and, and so he can shake their hand and, and thank them for, uh, for their support of Ring of Honor. Um, so so I, I trusted that he would be, uh, at worst, a, a gracious person. Yeah. And uh, – yeah, I just introduced myself, told him I appreciated what what he does, uh, and and then I guess a bigger ask was, do you mind if I sit next to you? Wow, that, I mean, it's just such a simple question, but I think that is that's a really powerful moment. Uh, you know, just uh, taking that. I mean, that's a pretty ballsy step. I I think that's a pretty ballsy move, and that's a bold move to make. So, I mean, I mean, what's going through your mind? You're sitting next to him. 
And uh, I mean, what are you thinking about? What are you? I, it, it's almost like uh, I don't know. You, you're, are you overthinking it? Not overthinking no, it? How, no, are, how I, are you? For me, it, it's I'm I'm gonna be myself, and 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 I think more importantly, I'm gonna let him lead. Uh, I, I let him lead. Wrestling is it's a secretive business. Uh, it's, it's a protected business, uh, like, like really most art forms and, or, or just forms of entertainment or just businesses in general. And, uh, I, I let him lead me, uh, in, in his communication of how deep he wanted to go. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, man, I, I know his business. I felt really confident and comfortable and, uh, we spoke and, and the whole two and a half hours wasn't just about wrestling. It was the beat well work I do, the, the mental health work I do, mm-hmm. uh, music, um, just, just, uh, living in Baltimore that we have in common. And, uh, at the end of it, you know, we exchanged contact information and, uh, he's someone that I kept in touch with on and off for about a year and a half until I really asked, uh, for something bigger, uh, which was, an opportunity to contribute to his business. You know, I think, and this I think is a real learning moment. And I'm, I, I like this story because a mistake I see a lot of people make, and I, I get it all the time through email, through LinkedIn messages is when someone just pitches me without taking the time to cultivate any sort of relationship. Right. And I like this story because your biggest ask for that flight was, can I sit next to you? And, and it sounds like it, you, you really invested the time to get to know this person before you, you ask for something bigger. And I think that's, that's something that's lacking a lot these days. I don't know. Do you find that? Yeah, I think people uh, maybe one tend to go for the quote, kill too soon. For me, it, it was a matter of uh, how do how do I provide value to this guy without asking for anything in return? Yeah. Essentially. Um, and, and of course, once I formed the relationship with him, then, uh, you know, I was obviously interested, but then I started paying attention to his business, uh, through a different lens. Right. And, and really took a wide view of, of what was going on and what I saw as trends in the business in general and directions that they were going and really trying to figure out ways that I could add value and more importantly, ways that I could communicate to him that I could potentially add value. Um, and on top of all that, I mean, I was and continued to, I was and continue to build my own things sure. in the world, uh, whether it's through Beatwell or playing in a band or eventually uh, the podcast that that we, that we mentioned before. Um, you know, and, and I, he knew what I was doing. And, uh, I think in, in a way that communicated to him that, uh, I could be successful, uh, whether on my own or partnering with other people or whatever it may be. Well, and and let me ask you this, Jordan. I mean, did you know at the time that you eventually wanted to work for ring of honor because you I mean, as we've already covered, and we've talked about this on the uh, prior episodes, you already have a, a great business. It's full time that uh, that you make a great living out of. You're passionate about it, and then you have the podcast. You know, you, you have your music. 
where did you see the the opportunity with Ring of Honor? How did it kind of fit into your life? And did you have any hesitancy about whether or not taking on this would in any way take away from the other stuff you're doing? Yeah, of course. And 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 look, I, I had to let things go once I took on Ring of Honor. Uh, one being the podcast in the form that it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But that didn't happen until months after. Um, but I mean, I still teach private music lessons, uh, but I just do less of it now. The uh, therapeutic drum work that I do, I still do it. I just do less of it now. Um, so yeah, I was definitely concerned about being able to balance everything. And yeah, I was always interested in in doing something with Ring of Honor. I honestly didn't think it would be a full-time job, mm-hmm. which is what I've been doing for about a year now. Um, but you know, when, when, when I first kind of let him know I was interested, uh, I didn't even know what that looked like. Uh, it, it could have been something where I only went to their shows. It could have been something where I only worked, uh, you know, five hours a week. It could have been something where, uh, like th- th- there's no rules, you know? Yeah. So well, I didn't actually, I am curious. So, uh, not really familiar with that world in terms of what it's like to work for an organization like that. Can you share a little bit of what, what is that like? What has the past year been like for you and what do your days look like? Um, I, I mean, it's, it's, like, uh, every day is different. And, 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 and I'll give you tomorrow, uh, as an example. Uh, so tomorrow would be Saturday. Yeah. We're, record- uh, we're actually recording this. This is that I'm in my office and the building is empty because it's the, the Friday before Labor Day weekend. Nice. So, so I've got the entire space to myself, but yes, tomorrow is Saturday and it's a holiday Saturday. So, yes. so you're working tomorrow. So that's one thing that uh, I, I think a lot of people should know is that when you work in an entertainment, uh, capacity, Oftentimes it's seven days a week, right? Oh, especially when I'm responsible for you know, all of the social media as well. I mean, that's a, that is seven days a week. Well, that's more like that's a twenty four hour gig. It's it is like... it, it is man. And so so tomorrow, for instance, um, well, first of all, I'll be promoting uh, and no hyperbole, hyperbole uh, one of the most significant professional wrestling events of all time. Wow. Uh, it, it's a show called All In that uh, some of our talent took the lead in in the, the creative uh, production and promotion of it and, and were there as support. And the show is streaming on our Honor Club network. Uh, so I'll be doing my part to let the world know that that will be happening tomorrow night. Uh, so that'll be the extent of my Ring of Honor work tomorrow, which is significant, but also every Saturday morning that I'm in Baltimore – I lead uh, a, a drum circle group therapy at an adult day program, uh, mostly adults with schizophrenia or you know adults that live in group homes or if they're lucky with families. Uh, so I'll do that. After that, I'm going to teach a lesson to a young boy who I've been teaching drum lessons to for many years now. And this is a kid that came to me through his uh, pediatric uh maybe psychologist or uh, someone, someone in, uh, in the medical field. And this is, this is a kid that traditional mental health, uh, I I guess professionals had, had more trouble, uh, connecting with. So he comes just for a straight up drum lesson, 
but I often get referrals by people in the, the medical community because of my background. And then tomorrow night, I will be co-leading a, uh, a Jewish service with a rabbi and dozens of uh, their congregants, uh, which is a trip. Considering- oh, yeah. I, I think I saw that on Facebook earlier today. Uh, yeah. With, with, complete with your disclaimers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the disclaimer. Uh, I, it's funny. I don't identify uh, as, as religious. Uh, religion doesn't resonate with me, but I do a lot of work uh, with religious leaders and in religious communities uh, because rhythm is universal. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, these professionals understand that rhythm is a very efficient and effective way of meaningfully connecting people. No, that's great. No, I, so it's a full Saturday tomorrow. Yeah, that, that's for a lot of people. That would be a full week. I've got to ask you, where I'm curious to ask you. I mean, how are you finding it? Do you find that you can manage everything? Do you find it gets overwhelming at times? Um, I, I mean, because every time I speak to you, Jordan, it's like you're in a different phase of your life, and you're going either through some transition or you're building. And I know it can take a lot out of a person. So how are you managing with all that? How are you doing with all that? Uh, I do my best. Uh, I, I, especially the first few months of, of starting the, the full-time commitment uh, to Ring of Honor, I noticed that it was the self-care that was the first to go. So I was meditating less. I was Ooh. exercising yeah. less. I wasn't eating as well. Um and I realized that those things, uh, on top of just social and personal relationships, I mean, those are foundational. Yeah. And so I, I do make those, uh, a priority and, um, and just self care in general. Um, but it's, yeah, balance has really been the, the key, uh, thing the past year, trying to find a way to balance all of these things. Um, look, I, I see the, the through line and how all of these things, uh, connect in my life, how they all can potentially build to, to something, you know, even greater in my future. Um, but it's a lot and I thrive on it because dude, if all I did was wrestling or if all I did was music or if all I did was podcasting, um, I'd be really bored. Yeah. Yeah, you, you you have a very unique mix. You have a very unique variety of things that you're doing. So, uh, w- I mean, looking ahead, I know you're a very present guy, and I know that every time we speak, you're focused on what you're doing today. But what do you see kind of for the rest of this year since, um, I mean, now we're at the end of August when this airs will be even closer to to the end of the year. So, I don't know what do you, what are you thinking of in terms of what you want to do next or um, what direction you want to go in when we approach let's say 2019. Um, I want to go on a vacation. <laughs> How long has it been since you were last on a vacation? A true vacation. A true vacation. Uh, uh, I don't know, a year and a half maybe. And where where was your last vacation to? Um, probably Florida, where Florida. my parents live a lot of the year. Um. I was going there often uh, before I started this wrestling job just because the nature of what I was doing where it was all just a a private client base, I could say whenever I wanted, hey, I'm going to 
go here tomorrow. Yeah, and actually, if you don't mind, I'd like to ask you that because you've been an entrepreneur for a while. Uh, going back to uh, being an employee working for an organization, um, how have you found that? Uh, unnatural for me. Yeah. To be yeah, honest. I imagine it would be a little bit. But it's a unique organization in a very unique industry. Uh, and it sounds like the things that you're doing there are giving you enough variety. Giving, And obviously, they speak to one of your core interests. So, um, I mean, do you find that the trade-off so far has been worth it? Completely. And and credit to them uh, for many things. One, they offered me the flexibility to continue all, all the things that I've been, you know, working toward and, and building for many, many years now. And they also give me plenty of rope to hang myself with. I get to operate as an entrepreneur within their system. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that I'm part of a company has given me experiences and resources that I, I never had access to. I mean, I can visualize a commercial and then there's a whole production staff to see that through. That's cool. Yeah, that is really cool. That's pretty neat. And actually, one of the things that I, I know we've talked about this before is that one of the, the the value points that you're bringing to this organization, to Ring of Honor, is your experience with digital and social media. So uh, talk a little bit about that. I mean, where did you see kind of a, a, a fit for you in terms of the skill sets that you were bringing? Um, yeah, it, it, it's funny. People often, and, and really the, the first time I went to the live shows and I was introducing myself to to a lot of the wrestlers, uh, you know, they'd asked if I had a background or or a degree in in these things and a degree definitely not uh but i learned branding and communication and all the ways to to communicate including social media by being in bands yeah um and at a really early age i mean i don't, I don't know if i've shared this previously on on either of the other two episodes but when i was at undergrad and and in a band and which was my main focus at the time, I was taking any class that I thought could help me, uh, whether it was PR or marketing. And I realized, man, I was booking tours on MySpace in 2005 and social media <laughs> oh wasn't even... Oh my gosh, that's a flashback to the past. <laughs> yeah, dude, I put in, I, I put in, just say we were playing, you know, wherever on a Friday, then I put in a 90 mile radius and see what other shows were going on with bands that would make sense for us. And then wow, I'd you're, you're to doing you're ahead of the curve. You're doing geospatial targeting and all that type of stuff. That's pretty- right. And and at the time in these classes, social media wasn't mentioned, and I was like, "Fuck, well, I can just learn this by doing it and making money doing it, and and earning the the trust and the commitment of fans by doing it." Um, and that's what I did with Beatwell. I mean, I essentially figured out a way to uh, communicate to the the market that a rhythm experience is not only healing and not only empowering and socially connecting, but worth paying me to provide. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's and I, hard. That is not easy, especially since. It's it's a service. It's a unique service that really I don't think anyone, where very few people are offering. But also, but it is a service where you have to kind of educate your clients 
especially if it's a company that might not be familiar with the benefits of rhythm. And so that's something that I think you've done really well is that you, you, you both work on the educating your client while also delivering the value. Not an easy balance to strike there. No, it, it's not. And, and I think that that almost was the pitch to Ring of Honor. You, you know, I, we could go into the details of, I think this could be improved, or I, I think you should uh, frame things in this context or with this communication. But, uh, you know, I, I really respect that they, they bet on their people, uh, not only the wrestlers in the ring, but someone like me outside of the ring that... Um, have you know I have my own ideas I have my own vision and for the past 11 months I've been uh, trying to find my own ways of not only assimilating to the culture and the the organization there but uh, once I've kind of done that uh, try to help uh, you know convince convince the people there that hey maybe let's try this yeah um, or or let's Let's tweak this thing here and and see what happens. That's great. So, I mean, Jordan, what else is going on in your life? What else? What else do you have? Uh, Dude, any- I'm in a band called Reindeer. R A I N D E E R. I've been in the band for two years. Uh, I yes. joined right before we put out a death called or a record called Neon Death, um, and so I was not a part of the creative process of that record. Uh, and really the, the band has been around for many years and, uh, the dude, Charlie, who, who sings and plays guitar, he, he has been the creative vision of the band. He, he records all the, the songs himself. He mixes them himself and he's always had a rotating cast of band members. And we just finished a new record that'll be called dream beat 17. And I played drums and I composed my drum parts uh, on every song and that's the first time that he has allowed a musician to do that. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, how uh, has it been being back in because I think when we first spoke you were not playing with the band and then I think yeah, so for the past 2 years. So how has it been? Uh amazing. And and it had been maybe about 4 or so years uh since I had played my last show up until the point that I played my first show with Reindeer, uh, probably two years ago to the week, uh, it was in late August. And uh, I didn't realize how much I missed it. And literally within seconds of the first song of that set, I, I felt that thing again. And it was something that I had become so so used to and, and looked so much forward to. And it, I don't know, man, it, it's, it's truly when I feel most alive Yeah, is when I'm performing drums. Uh, the beat wall stuff is great. I'm playing drums, but I'm doing it in service of other people. Sure. Uh, teaching lessons is great. I'm playing drums, but it's in service of other people. When I'm on stage with a band, uh, of course it's in service of the audience, but it's my pure expression and it's one of the most, if not the most, uh, freeing states and most alive states that I've, I've experienced in, in my time. Oh, it's, it's incredible. That's great, man. Yeah, that's- man. I'm, and I'm pumped on the band. It's fun. And, and I get to be creative also just in, in our promotion and marketing. And, you know, it's we're fucking flyer. <laughs> you know, we like, 
come up with flyers and we print them out and it's not all social media. That's great. I love that you're mixing the old school because sometimes I could like we get so inundated with that the social media marketing that sometimes we just start to tune it out and then when you come across a something like a flyer <laughs> yeah it'll grab your attention I, and, and, I find and then honestly, that all the time i think that could be valuable to, to someone listening uh who has any message to share with the world uh you know we're gonna play uh, a baltimore festival next saturday and i'm sure most of the bands are promoting this thing and and their specific set times on Facebook and on Instagram, but we may be the only one who spent a couple hours uh, posting 50 flyers up and down the neighborhood. And we're going to cut through the noise of social media and uh, because everyone else is doing it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so I think there's, there's something to be said in that. Um, no, that's great. Uh, it's, I mean, Jordan, so you're back in music. You're still obviously keeping up with Beatwell. And now you're working for Ring of Honor. Uh, so what, what's what's next with the podcast? I think you said you guys are on hiatus. Where are you thinking you're going to go next? Uh, I think what's going to happen, and who knows, by the time this interview is published, we may already be doing it. Um, you know, we, we have a Facebook group that is still active. Uh, there's a bunch of people from all over the world in there. So even with us not putting out audio content, there's still, you know, a, a space for us to connect and interact with people. Um, I would like to see it become a more free form thing. There's, you know, three of us that, uh, are the, uh, I guess the band leaders of Chaka croissants, but I'd like it to be a thing where if I feel inspired to, you know, call you up on Skype audio and you and I can chat, uh, for five minutes or for five hours, that that can be published under the uh, the community of chocolate croissants. Oh wow, that's that's a pretty that's a pretty cool vision you have there. I mean, and I, I have to ask you because I know it's not easy. I mean, working on a podcast is not easy. How is it working with two other people, including um, one is your friend and one is your brother? How has that dynamic been like? Uh, you know what? What was nice about it uh, was that I got to do something with other people. Yeah. You know, uh, Beatwell is lonely. Like my lesson business is lonely. Uh, the therapy business, it's lonely because it's all on me. And yeah. it, it was nice to, and even in the band, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, up until more recently, just a lot of, a lot of it was Charlie and, it's it's nice to collaborate and it's nice to just spread the fucking work around too, <laughs> you know. And, and and it was cool because uh, one, it was an exercise in in direct communication and uh, being comfortable enough to communicate. Like, yo, I don't like that you do this, and so let's chat about it without the fear of anyone getting defensive or feeling ganged up on or whatever it may be. So, uh, you know, one is just a great exercise in relationship building, yeah. but, uh, you know, it was nice to kind of figure out here are our individual strengths. So for instance, Justin and Matt, uh, they really like selling. So, uh, pretty much all of the, the sponsorships that, that we've earned, uh, through the podcast, they put that effort into it. Uh, all the, graphic design and all of the copywriting and things of that nature. That's been me. Yeah. So, uh, and yeah, it's fun. Like it's I don't want to your strengths. I like that. Yeah. And, and look, they get energy by going to a, 
natural food conference and pitching people on giving us money to sponsor these episodes, uh, that would drain my energy, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and it's awesome that I don't have to do that. Yeah. No, it's good. It sounds like, I mean, and just having listened to your episodes, I mean, you guys have a really good chemistry on air, which doesn't always happen. Now, you know, you can have great chemistry in person, you know, with your friends, your relatives. That's not always going to translate on air, but I think you guys really, really have that, uh, which is which is a good thing to have. I mean, you, you need that for a podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and credit to you. Are you still uh, pushing the your your podcast uh, like education course? Oh, yeah. You know, we're on hiatus with that. Uh, Mary, who I co-created the course with, we are going to re we are going to relaunch that at some point. So the. Yeah, probably, probably sometime in nineteen. We haven't exactly worked out how that's going to look, but yeah, we've actually started early talks about what that's going to look like. Word. Okay, so let this be an audio testi- uh, testimonial. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't ask those, you to do this. <laughs> of course not. But you're someone. I, I didn't do the course, but you're someone that I reached out to uh, numerous times. Uh, whether it was figuring out uh, what's the best uh, avenue of distribution uh, or. Uh, what's the best way to go about editing? Oh, I and, remember you cetera, were texting me questions, and we were talking about everything from host providers to you know equipment to all that kind of stuff. But uh, no, that was a lot of fun. And I, I, Jordan, I was just so thrilled that when you told me you wanted to do a podcast, and you did it. You, you, yeah. You know how many people? Do you know how many conversations I've had with people who say? John, I want to launch a podcast, and, and I have all these ideas. I have a great title. I even have artwork. And I never see their show, and their show never comes out on on uh, iTunes or wherever or on their website. And to me, that to me is like the biggest. That's when that's when I feel sad, really. Yeah, because it's it's yeah. like I don't mind if someone really wants to do this, and I, I give away as much information as I can outside of the course. Forget about the course. On social media, on LinkedIn, I write articles. I post tips on how to launch a podcast because it's doable, as you as you know, it's doable, and and it's it's amazing to me that how few people actually go through or get so close to launching the show and don't actually pull the trigger and do it. Yeah, totally, and and not even podcasts, but I mean, look, Anything I've been around general. artists my entire life, so I, I have plenty of friends who have written hundreds of songs uh, and, and talk about releasing them or playing a show and don't. Uh, I know so many people who talk about uh, launching a business and don't. And, you know, and, and I, I have empathy for that. Look, it's very vulnerable to do of any of these things. Of uh, it's intimidating because for it to succeed, and obviously rejection is a big reason, you know, people don't do it is to avoid that rejection or whatever that, that rejection may be or failure um, it, it, it takes work and it takes commitment. And, uh, I don't know, man, I, 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 I feel blessed that I, I, as a very young kid, just all I wanted to do was play drums in a rock band. And that fire was, was strong enough. And also the, just the timing and the environment of where I lived and the resources and people I knew, like all those things lined up to, to give me success at a young age. And, and I realized, fuck, like I can 
do it. And <laughs> then it's like, I mean, since then, my life has been, well, what else can I get away and with? And that's the, that's the coolest part. And that, to me, is that's why I love having you on the show is because you embody that. I mean, we had this conversation the other night. And I loved your question to me. So, John, I, because you know what the show is, and you've been on the show twice, but yet you, you asked me the question, so what is, what is our goal with this interview? What is kind of the purpose of this? And it really came back to, hey, I said, my response was, Jordan, it's called moving forward. Let's just make it about that. That's always the theme. And you've, it, you've demonstrated that. You've shared that on every single conversation we've had. So that's why I was really excited about this one. But you're, I mean, everything you're doing, I mean, I love the airplane story. I still can't even get around, I can't even get over the first five minutes when you're telling me that you're sick and there are all these forces that are trying to tell you, hey, Jordan, don't get on that airplane. But you got on that airplane and and you you took the step. You were, I mean, that's vulnerable. You were vulnerable physically, but as well as, you know, putting yourself out there by taking a chance, by talking to someone and look what it led to. And really it, it came down to uh, feeling what it would be like to not do it and yeah. the regret, you yeah. know, like regret would be the worst feeling, like exponentially worse than whatever sickness I was feeling on that plane. Yeah, and that's the thing. I, and I am so with you. And if there's one thing that I think we can impart, it's it's that, yeah, I mean, I think you don't want to look back on your life when you get to the point where you can't try things as much anymore. Maybe you have kids, you have responsibilities, you're where you know, you just don't have the energy anymore. I the last thing you want to do is look back and think, you know what, I should have I should have given it a shot. Who knows what would have happened. Totally. Uh, for me, I, dude, I mean, death is, is the greatest motivator. I think about death very often and, uh, and to be very blunt and I, I, I don't think I've ever shared this publicly. Uh, you know, after about a year and a half of having that relationship, uh, I didn't know when the right time was to, you know, was to pull the trigger and uh, give him a call and, tell him I was interested in really contributing. And, uh, I imagined that I was on my deathbed and that I didn't do it. And that was enough for me to, to get over the fear of having that phone call and like making that ask. Yeah. I think that's, that's pretty powerful stuff. And that's, uh, I I think you shared a, a hack, a mindset hack for, for people. If you're hesitating to, to take a risk. And I think that applies to anything in life, right? Whether, of course. Whether you want to approach the, the, the girl that you see in Whole Foods and, you know, I, you know, and ask her out or you want to write that book or hit the publish button, whatever it is. Uh, I think, I think that's a really good lesson, man. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's, uh, I, li- I like that. I think that's, yeah, I, it's, it's served me well many, many times. Yeah. Um, and, and I want people listening to this also know, like, I'm, I'm not special and I'm no different from you. Uh, except you are special cause you're the only three peak guests that I've ever had on the show, Jordan. So. I, I better get the fucking <laughs> mug for this, John. Um, as if I don't have enough <laughs> mugs. Um, like, dude, I've, I've, I've realized and, and when, when people ask me for, for advice on whatever it may be, whether it's starting a podcast, uh, 
or, or any sort of endeavor. Uh, I'm a firm believer um, in just having a vision, having a really clear vision, and then just working really, really hard. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, of, of course, uh, you can't be delusional and, and, and things have to be reality based. But I, I really think if, if you have a, a decent grasp on, on the landscape and the self-awareness of yourself and the landscape of whatever, uh, business or community or genre, whatever it may be, uh, what's going on in that space. If you have a vision and you work hard, I don't know what can stop you honestly, but yourself. Yeah. I think it's great. I mean, that's, I mean, I think that's beautifully said and I couldn't agree more. Well, Jordan, I think we're almost out of time. So I'm going to ask you, where can our listeners learn more about the 50 million things that you're doing right now? Uh, Instagram is probably the best way to, to connect with me. Jordan Beatwell, uh, Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I don't tweet that often. I'm on Facebook. Uh, but the Beatwell Facebook, uh, I don't put too much into that. Uh, you could find me personally on Facebook. It's kind of weird, but that's cool too. Um, Instagram's good. Uh, I I post a lot of weird shit. Let me put this over. Fed content on Instagram. That's one of the things that I had to let go of when I when I started Ring of Honor. It was something I did a hundred mornings in a row. And here's I don't know whether you call it a hack or just. A process that might be useful to people. I, I started an Instagram called Fed Content, mm-hmm. and and all it was was I took some sort of celebrity, whether real or or fictional, and I put a a, a national restaurant logo on it, and that was Fed Content, and that's how I started about a hundred mornings in a row, and it was amazing because uh, one just the absurdity of it. Uh, just warms my heart. Uh, but I started every day with a simple creative process and that started my day off right. Oh, wow. So um, start off your morning with the creativity. I like it. Yeah. So fed content. And, and, <laughs> and, 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 and I, I guess I say that because if you follow me on Instagram, I post a lot of stupid shit too. And my Instagram <laughs> stories are often ridiculous. And, uh, but I don't care, man. I'm just I'm being myself unapologetically. As uh, um, hence this episode, man. Uh, what about uh, the podcast? Where can uh, our uh, listeners learn more about the podcast? So chocolatecroissants.com or chocolate croissants in whatever podcast app you prefer, and uh, chocolate croissants podcast. Maybe that's what you search in Facebook. It's a private group, but if you uh, ask to join, we'll gladly accept you. And, uh, yeah, ring of honor, uh, ROH wrestling.com. Uh, there's the ROH app that's free and on Apple and Android. Um, I don't know what else reindeer. Uh, if you're in the Baltimore DC area, we have a bunch of shows, uh, like Bandcamp, soundcloud, uh, Oh, and uh, I don't know, man, what else do I do? Beatwell, beatwell beatwell.org. Uh, yeah. If you're someone who, uh, I don't know, leads a community of people, uh, whether that's uh, you run a company or you uh, are a teacher or uh, you're a faith-based leader or whatever it may be, uh, if, if what I do sounds interesting to you, reach out and perhaps there's a way that 
I could add some value to to your community as well. Yeah, definitely. Conferences too, dude. I did my first keynote, or like, I guess not my first, but at a at like a the Maryland Psychological Association. Oh, congratulations! Like I, thanks, man. Like that was fun. I want to do more of that. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Let's put it out there, man. You're you're putting it out there now. So let's. let's... If you run a conference, whether it's psychology based or not, uh, reach out to me. Let's do it. Yeah. It'll be different. We'll, at, at worst. We'll have all the links to all the resources uh, on the write-up. So, Jordan, close out the show. I mean, any parting thoughts you want to share with our listeners? Uh, oh, God. Well, uh, oh, you put me on the spot here. Yeah, that's what I uh, do. You know what? I'm going to keep it simple and, uh, and just wish everyone um, not only just a nice day, but the encouragement and the push to feel the fear of of that thing that's that's keeping you from asking for something or starting something uh don't ignore the fear in in fact like have self love for the fear and understanding for it and then accept it and fucking do it I love it. That's a great way to close out the show. Jordan, thanks so much, man. I mean, this was a great, great hour. I had a great time. I hope you did too. And man, thank you again three times. And moving forward, listeners, if you're new to the show, I encourage you, go back, listen to episode 44, listen to episode 110 if you're listening to episode 192 because it's a story. I mean, you've got a great arc, man. Yeah, I'm sure the energy I brought on ep- the first episode was very different than today. But I am each a different one was human very being. different. Yeah, and it was great because it's very rare that you get to see uh, all the different sides, and uh, especially when you're going through specific things in your life. And so, I feel really blessed that you have shared that at three different moments in your life that were pretty pivotal. So uh, that's what it's all about. Moving forward, listeners, man. Thank you, Jordan. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, John. It's been an honor, man. Yeah, likewise. Moving forward, listeners, you know where to find us, bemovingforward.com, on social. Thank you all very much. Have a great week. We'll be back next Tuesday with another great episode.